The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast. Yes, it's Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benson. I'm your host. If you are watching on YouTube, it is Monday, April 11th. If you are listening to the podcast in audio form, it could be Tuesday, April 12th. Uh, either way, this is a mock draft Monday on the podcast. Joining me to talk some mock drafts, the one, the only, Ryan Wilson. Yes, Dude. my voice is gone, Wilson. I was screaming for Scotty Scheffler so hard on Sunday night that I lost my voice. How'd you really use, lose your voice? Uh, I was at a Neil Francis concert on Saturday night and screaming way too much. Debo, do you know who Neil Francis is? It's going to be a no for me, dog. You should if check you, him out. He's, he's if really- you heard the name Neil Francis, Debo, what would you think the line of work Neil Francis would be in? <laughs> mm. I don't know, man. Definitely an accountant. Neil he's not, a, not an entertainer. Neil Francis. He's, All right. he's great. You should check him out. This is one of those things where you're like, I mentioned something, you make fun of me for it. And then I like it. 18 months later, you're like, yeah. by the way, I finally heard that Neil Francis guy. He's great. Pretty good. There's, yeah. I believe you. I think there's zero chance I would I would like anything. <laughs> I will bet you I'll, I'll bet you I'll bet you anything that you would like him. Debo will like it. Yes. Debo has different taste than old people. Different taste, yeah. Yeah. Debo ain't down with that. It's not like it's not like fish or widespread. Like it's, give us a uh, a comp. Oof. So he he's a he he is a keyboardist and the lead singer. One in a million. Debo's out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. No, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to sell you. All right, guys Bruce on. Bruce Hornsby is that a comp? No. William Mary's own Bruce Hornsby. I might add. Bruce Hornsby went to WM. He actually lives in Williamsburg. I'm not sure if he went to William Mary. Ah. Um, okay, so different than that, Billy Joel. Uh, um, no, I don't even know any uh, new agey keyboardist. I mean, I, I'm just trying to like decide how you would. It's like, it's like, um, it's like sort of making like, it's like it's like funk. It's like a little bit funky, but like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't I know. Up Neil Francis on Spotify, like Neil Francis Radio, and everything yeah. that he's he's compared to, like in this radio station, is is not a single thing I've heard of in my life. So interesting. All right. <laughs> Wait, what? Which which says something about me, but and, and my interest. Well, what are the comparisons? I mean, we got Pokey Lafarge. You know that the Ironsides, the Cactus Channel, Dog Shorts. Those just made up words. We've lost every possible listener we, we had to start this podcast. <laughs> Except the Neil Francis fans. <laughs> They're yelling at their at their uh speakers to for, for better comps than Brinson. Brinson, by the way, the worst hey, John Neil- Olson in uh in the chat says that fun fact Bruce Hornsby Bruce Bruce Hornsby is Rickety Cricket's cousin, David Horn. Is that true? Rickety Cricket from Always Sunny is Bruce Hornsby's cousin. That's a fun fact, whether it's true or not. That's a fun uh fun either way fun fact or lie i like it but anyway yeah um, mock draft talk 
This is version 32 of the mock draft. This is my second third round mock draft. All 105 picks. Nailed them all. All right, here's 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 Neil Francis's bio. Getting back to Neil Francis. Go ahead. Talking about um plain sight is his new one. <laughs> um but the the follow-up to Francis's 2019 debut changes a New Orleans RB leaning effort that landed on the best of the year list from the likes of KCRW, KEXP, and the current, and saw him hailed as quote, the reincarnation of Alan Toussaint by BBC Radio Six. <laughs> in plain sight was written and recorded almost entirely at the church and now defunct congregation called St. Peter's UCC. Uh-huh. Is that supposed to what was that supposed to do for us? Alan Toussaint, there's your comp. I don't know who that is. Do I, should I know who that is? Yes. Debo, do you know Alan Toussaint? No. All right. Okay. Yeah, you guys lack culture completely then. Neil, Moving on to Ryan's mock draft. Neil Francis, worst PR agent ever. Will Brinson. Go ahead. <laughs> Wilson did a three-round mock draft, focusing in on teams with two first-round picks, right? Or something. We can I don't talk know. about whatever you like. What a um, lot to talk about. Tell me, give me one fun fact about your three round mock draft. Well, I'll give you a fun fact. So I put it on Twitter this morning, on Monday morning. And I would say 31 teams were either okay with it or indifferent fans of 31 teams. One team, their fan base absolutely hated it. Oh. Which is actually an improvement for, for most mock drafts. Let me, um, yeah, guess the team. Their their team with multiple first round picks. I'll give you that hint. That, I was definitely going to guess a team. I got I got to guess. Go ahead, Debo. Uh, oh, well, you guys can both guess. All right, it's his show, Debo. Don't, don't say yes or no when Debo guesses because I want I want the opportunity. Oh yeah, to I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. All right, go, go ahead, Debo. I'm going to say the Saints. Well, I'm going to say the. And while you, what'd you say? The Lions. Okay, so the Saints took Matt Corral in the first round, then Jameson Williams with their two first round picks. Debo's just saying that because he wants Jameson Williams to the mm. to the Eagles. And you said the Lions. The Lions take Aiden Hutchinson, and then they take Kenny Pickett at the bottom of the first round. What's the Jets? Jets took Trev- Trevon Walker at four, and then Trevor Penning uh, also made people extremely angry. And now, just for full disclosure. I like Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle on Northern Iowa, more as a late first round, early second round guy. I know some teams like him a little more. And once we've talked about this, Icky and Neil and Charles Cross go off the board. I think teams are going to be scrambling for off- offensive tackles. And if some one of those teams loves Trevor Penning, they may overdraft him. I've also heard, I think, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network, who is extremely tied in. I think he said this a few weeks ago that he doesn't think. Trevor Penning gets past the Ravens at 14. So that's part of the reason I did that. So they, the Jets fans were. You were getting apoplectic. dragged on Twitter for this. I will say this. Yeah, you're right. They've been. Crash mock. I'm sorry. Could have kept it. Bro, what is this first round? Nauseous emoji. I'm just I'm schmo, but there's no way I see Kenny Pickett dropping to 32. Hold on. Hold is on. This, you can, you can, can read a few more. Can, but, I, but, can I use cuss words if I'm quoting somebody? You can just bleep it out later. Dude. No, no. This is live. <laughs> Got you there. This S hot ASS boy. Yeah. They call it draft, I guess, SHA, which is bleep, hot, bleep. I don't know. You got that drop ready, Brinson? It sounds like it might be that time of year. I think so. Oh, yeah. So, my boy Ryan Wilson over at CBS Sports came out with his latest mock draft. Every week, I pray that this guy will make a good mock draft, and he just can't do it. 
Can't do it. Can't play with them. Won't play with them. I'm just stopping by to say, fire Ryan Wilson. Ryan. <laughs> I've been I've been searching. Mock draft season is awesome. This is just such a comically bad mock for the Jets. And I'm certain it was done on purpose to annoy me. Yeah, but here before we keep reading, let me just say this. And I tweeted this out afterwards. I will say those takes that you read. I mean, it's and drag. Horrendous vomit emoji. I've gotten dragged worse on these mock drafts. I think that Jets fans in particular, the other people I, I don't know so much about, they've actually been relatively polite, so I'm, I'm fine with that. I get it. You're getting dragged in the comments. Yeah. I've gotten um, much worse. Got yeah, skin. I mean, look, it's not a, it's not. A I got bad. thick skin. I'm okay with it. I was actually having an interesting, interesting debate with um, – some uh some folks in a in a chat this morning. It's a it's a it's a draft related chat, like for draft props and whatnot. Yeah. And um somebody said was pointing out that an, a particular analyst always gets uh <clears throat> X team right, like with their pick, their first round pick. And I was like, Yeah, that's because they made the connection. I was like, This is why that happens. And they're like, but he never gets the pick right in the first mock draft. And I made the point that, like, you can't get anything wrong in a first mock draft because, like, no one counts the first mock draft, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could have all 105 picks on this mock draft end up being incorrect, and there is zero, like, but, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, your goal with this mock draft is not to be accurate. No, of course not. It's three rounds. <laughs> part of it is sort of um, Based on what I hear, part of it is what I read, and part of it is what I think should happen. So it's actually a mix of all the things. I think this year I might actually do a Pete Prisco. But um, they should do mock draft. Yeah, I'll have to coordinate with Pete because you know he gets angry when you start inching in on this territory. God, but man, um, B Mac and I talked about his precious little top 100 <laughs> free agent list before but, it came out. He went crying to Dan, producer Dane. Like, Dane could do anything. But <laughs> but I want to. I think it's important to be on the record. Uh, you know, which just like what I what I think should happen in that way because you know whatever people yell and scream about it and i take some i probably don't take this as personally as i have in the past because of two words my corkle jones that's you were right on mac that's my um mike mcdaniel's impression mike mcdaniel impression ah. excuse me i also think with this particular draft that it's like gonna be really like i i don't think we should be surprised at which direction certain prospects move in the, especially in the first round you know what i mean like like what like people like sauce Gardner could go four yes and sauce Gardner could also go 12 mm -hmm. like there's a really 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 wide range so for and instance last, the quarterback last, so out well of last year trevor lawrence's floor was one yeah right? right i mean and then you know by this point in time zach wilson's floor was two yeah, and so we, it was the only the only mystery was is it Trey Lance or Mac Jones for the 49ers at three because the the trade had already happened, and we also knew I, I mean I felt like we knew that Kyle Pitts and uh, Jamar Chase like they they weren't getting past what uh, I guess Philly it's or like Miami, whatever Miami whatever the trade had happened like these guys had concrete obvious floors, whereas I don't think that you could like. What is Evan Neal's floor? I mean, he could go six. Maybe, if they, unless the Panthers go quarterback. They're not going to take quarterback. I don't think they are. Why, why do you think that? Have you seen that offensive line? Like, you can't, you can't put anyone. Here's the other thing. I'll tell you. Don't tell anyone. 
I've talked to teams that they think Kenny Pickett's a second round pick, which is what I've said all along. Yeah. And I talked to some other teams that think he's the best quarterback in this class, and that's why he'll get into the first round. No one thinks he's a game changer. Like he is not. Of course not. He, he's not even Justin Fields. So you can take him at six. And I said this all along too. You're getting Daniel Jones. So talk yourself into whatever you want to talk yourself into. If Evan Neal's there at six and the Carolina Panthers don't take him, David Tepper should fire himself. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, again, I, people are approaching this, these mock drafts and these like discussions about where, where players will go and what teams should be, what teams should take, who, who should take what teams as if these NFL teams are any like remotely close to rational or that David Tepper is um, a patient uh, person willing to rebuild slowly through the draft and not by making a big splash with a, with a quarterback. Well, he should have done that with in the off season with all the trades going on. Well, he he did tried. He got denied. I know. I know. I, I'm just saying, like, to to suggest that the Panthers will definitely take definitely not take a quarterback just based on logic and rationale no, and I reasoning is I not is not uh is not a sound argument. Right. No, that's right. By the way, what are the FFT guys doing in, in the in the chat? I don't know. Let me let me pull it up. You know what else isn't a sound argument? What's that? My teenager trying to explain to me that he doesn't need to wear a, a helmet when he rides his bicycle because we, as me and my wife, as teenagers, didn't wear helmets in the eighties. Yeah, that's <laughs> so like, like what is he going to argue for? What next? Like smoking? Like I should be able to yeah. smoke because you guys smoked in the eighties. I said I'll one up you, dumb dumb. Don't wear a seatbelt in the car. Let's go outside and drive around hundred miles an hour. I didn't wear seatbelts when I was eight years old. Yeah, I mean a fool. Anyway, um, yeah, exactly. Foolish. By the way, I gotta get the. I think the Panthers are mad at me. Um, I think that uh, the Panthers are. Yeah, I think yeah. that um, the What'd clip. This is just a guess. I don't know. I, I gotta text somebody back, but I gotta text over the weekend. I gotta text someone back. You didn't do it immediately either. <laughs> I, so I, was like, I was like, what? I was like, what did I say? I gotta text. It was like, bro, what are you talking about on the radio? Um, you said that the Panthers. Could Please tell me that was from Tepper. <laughs> no, bro, what are you talking about on the radio? Um, I think that uh, uh, my guy Mac at uh, WFNZ. Yeah, and I believe he, he's done the he's done this before, and I think that he and uh, T Bone T Bone listen to the uh, listen to the podcast or check it out occasionally. But they, I think they played a clip where I was explaining why the Panthers were likely going to end up with the number one overall pick on Charlotte Radio for the, from the podcast. Like they clipped it from the podcast and played. That's my guess. Mm. But uh, you hate to see it. People not happy about it. The the stupid Panthers with their stupid draft pick and their stupid faces. That, that one. Ooh, that was probably it. Oh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Crap. I love how Brinson lives in a world. A he thinks he lives in a consequence free world. <laughs> I no, it's, it's fair. Right, well, let's see how that turns out. Fair. Um, All right, I'm gonna. I want to go record though. I think they're taking an offensive tackle. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. It's uh, worth noting. Shout out to friend of the pod, Josh Norris. The most accurate mock drafter in the history of mock drafts, by the way. Yeah, last year. Underdog Fantasy Zone. Um, pointed out that last week that he thought, he's like, I know that Baker and the Panthers have mutual disinterest. He's like, but let's just see what might happen there. And now I think that there is um, some increasing buzz that Baker and the Panthers might not dislike each other quite as much. 
as previously reported. It's it's uh, it's like um, it's prom season, and the girl you want to ask is way out of your league, and the girl you end up with is she thought she was going to be going with a quarterback from the football team, and you two you, you're both of you are like five and a halfs, and it, it ends up being a perfect fit. So I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean it's like the Panthers have been rejected by Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Carson Wentz. Baker Mayfield has been rejected by the Cleveland Browns. Maybe it's time for the two of you to take a hard look at the mirror, realize that you're not going with the, the, the star of the football team, and, uh, you know, get the corsage ready and get rent the limo. By the way, worth noting, just got a uh, Bears fans love this, the mock draft I gave them, so not everyone hates me. There you go. Uh, what was I going to say? Anyway, I, I think that the... You're talking about the first 10 picks sort of not being well, set in stone like they were. Yeah, yet. and I was, I was asked on, um, uh, on, on radio today. I always do Adam Gold show. Hayes Permar was filling in, but Hayes asked me, like, what, do you think the Pan- what do you think the Panthers will do? And he, he's like, do you, you know, draft a quarterback, draft something other than a quarterback, trade down, rank those, uh, how you think the Pan- what the Panthers will do? Oh, I thought you were going to answer your question, what you said on the air. Okay, so uh, like I said, first. golly, they only have one pick in the first three rounds. So I think they go offensive line at number six. I think Charles Cross is going to be there. I don't think Evan Neal or Icky Kwanu fall down, but who the heck Charles Cross is 100% there. Yeah, so I think if he's there, you take him. I, I think that's it doesn't make sense to take Kayvon Thibodeau because he can't block anyone on offense. It doesn't make sense to take a quarterback because no quarterback's worth going six overall, and even if one were. Look, you take Trevor Lawrence if he's there. But Trevor Lawrence looks worse on this Panthers team next year than he probably did on the Jaguars last year, or something similar. And you hope you fix it later. But the issue is Carolina has pick six, and then they'll pick into one forty-seven. So I would take Charles Cross. Um, they didn't do a whole bunch in the offseason in terms of free agency to fix the offensive line, correct? Uh, they did a little bit, but not a lot. I actually me, thought that their moves. Let me pull um, up the. Yeah, uh, they brought in Austin Corbett. Austin Corbett, excuse me. And Bradley Bozeman, which I think oh, are actually pretty good. They're upgrades, but there's a reason that Bozeman was in um, Baltimore, I believe. And trying to hold on. Come on, let's go find it. Can't find it. I'm trying to find the list. Of the, oh, there we go. Okay, here we go. I mean, their offensive line is still bad, but it's better than it was nine months ago. Yeah, so Austin Corbett from the Rams. Yep, that's right. Got Corbett's, Corbett's a really nice signing, I think. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a very nice underrated signing. Um, and they moved on the right side. Where's Bozeman? I don't see Bozeman as the addition. Was he's that just Reese? He's our center. But he didn't sign. He's been there. I thought they signed him out of Baltimore. Okay, I just don't see him on the list. Maybe he's there, but the, our list hasn't been updated. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, and that's it. So then they got Richard Higgins. They got Dante Foreman, who I actually like. I think he actually, I like him a lot for one year, two million. Good Lord. Um, that's it on offense. They traded no one. And then AJ Boye was released. Son Reddick left for Debo's hometown. Daquan Jones went to Buffalo and Amir Abdullah is in Las Vegas. Okay. They so they didn't have a big off season, you know, like it was a pretty quiet off season. And I think a lot of that is because they were really trying to get the quarterback. You know, they were trying to figure out if they could trade for a quarterback. And now, you know, 
they still it's still like are we going to really use the only pick we have in the first two rounds on Kenny Pickett? No, it just it's, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Let me, okay, like, let me put it to you this way. Would you take Daniel Jones, knowing everything you know about Daniel Jones, with that sixth pick? No. Kenny Pickett's not going to be better than Daniel Jones. So it, that's and again, as we pointed out, and we don't need we don't need to spend too much time talking about the Panthers, but I mean, I think I think they're relevant because of the quarterback discussion, uh, at least for draft purposes. Like, <laughs> if you draft Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett and Sam Darnold play seventeen games, how many games do you win in twenty twenty two? Here's a point, right? You're gonna win three games. Here's a point that, and then what do you have? Chris Sims made this point on Twitter. Oh yeah, I mean you're back where you started, um, and then a bunch of people getting fired. Chris Sims made this point on Twitter a few weeks ago. He said, "Here's the other thing about Kenny Pickett. He's gonna come into if you draft him at six, he's gonna come into camp, and um, Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold's gonna have have a better arm than Kenny Pickett. So now you're throwing you have a guy who's who's throwing has a better arm than the guy you just drafted." And by the way, I talked to a team last week that told me they would rather have Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield than Kenny Pickett if you're the Panthers. They would have, somebody said they'd rather have Sam Darnold than Kenny Pickett? I talked to a team that said that. Um, look, I think the prudent move would Carolina would be to trade for Baker. Don't get, get a pick back because the Browns are banged here. They can't do anything. Like they can't. There's no one else that will take Baker from them. So get a third round pick back. Mm, might be a little less than that. Get a, get a fifth round pick. What? Get anything. Yeah, anything. Take Baker's contract. Maybe Baker it becomes the reclamation project that you thought Sam Darnold was going to be. He's better than Sam Darnold. Yeah. I think um, you. I think that. I think you get. Like Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do it for me. You like him better than I do, and maybe I think I, I'm just sensationalized at this point that he's terrible. He's not terrible, but. I think I'd rather have Baker than than Jimmy G. Whatever, get either one of those guys are an upgrade over into the quarterbacks. Yes, at least for next season. And it doesn't force you into drafting a quarterback at six, which will basically derail your entire draft before the. I don't think the Panthers are going to take all process begins. I think they're going to take an offensive lineman. I, I think that Panthers fans would be thrilled if they drafted an offensive lineman at six. Well, I did that in this month draft. Um. <laughs> Yes, you did. So we'll skip talking about the Panthers in the top 10. Instead, let's look real quickly at the team with the number one overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have There's still debate and buzz about what they're going to do with this first pick. And I, I don't think it's like that usual manufactured buzz from the NFL because the league office wants everybody to – they want it to be a big surprise. I think the Jaguars are still trying to figure out what they're going to do with that pick. I think that's right. And I went, I've had Aiden Hutchinson as the – number one overall pick for the last month or so since free agency started because they did make some moves in free agency. They franchised, refranchised Cam Robinson. They signed Brandon Scherf. So the offensive line is is a little better. But now that I think about it, it could be a lot better with Iki Kwanu or if you like Evan Neal, you can take Evan Neal there. And they've drafted Caleb on Chase on. They've drafted Josh Allen, the edge rusher, two of the last three years with the first round picks. And I had them actually taking George Karloftis at the top of the Second round at pick 33. So literally the very first pick after after the uh, first round concludes. Some team some some people like Karloff is better than I do. I've talked to teams that like him as a late first rounder, but not like a top 10 pick. So he could be there. And if you get Ike Kwanu and then you get that edge rusher that you're perhaps dying for, you can you can do two for one there. And I think that team is immediately better. And like B Max says, when Ike Kwanu shows up in Jacksonville, he's automatically the best offensive lineman on that team. Oh, yeah. And that's 
that's the point. So I think after what Trevor Lawrence went through last year and, and with Doug Peterson now there, maybe that's something they'll consider. Now, I think Trevon Walker's also been a consideration here as well, which goes back to the defense side of the ball. This pick the offense, and then you can just have to figure it out to pick 33 or trade up or whatever if you want to get someone else I think, along the offensive line in the first round. It's – um. I think it is the type of year, or type of year, time of year, excuse me. <laughs> and the where, type of year. And the type of year where the front office has done their due diligence on all the prospects. And now the front office is going go to the, go to Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, and say, hey, here are the guys we're looking at. And Shad Khan's going to say, that's cool. I'm glad that you like. Uh, you know, Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson. I think they're great prospects. But Trent and Doug, I'm a little worried we're not using this incredible draft capital to protect our investment from last year in Trevor Lawrence. What makes you think Shad Khan would say that after the personnel decisions he's made over the last 12 months? Because if you own a football team, you say you you give your opinion. Yeah, but that's actually a sound opinion months after having to admit that Urban Meyer was a terrible mistake. I, I'm just saying that I could see him saying, we need to make sure we protect Trevor Lawrence and that they could swerve back towards taking offensive linemen. Like, I don't think either any either of the offensive linemen or Aiden Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker, I think those are the four guys still up for debate with the first overall pick. And I think when you go with that offensive lineman, as you have him doing, you can end up with that, you know, Carl Loftus at, at the top, at the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you have that elite offensive lineman and an edge rusher with upside. Whereas, I don't think you can get Aiden Hutchinson and an offensive lineman that's a comparable. That's right. Level. You get the trade up or something. Exactly. Yep, I agree with that. I don't think the Lions hate this move either, though, because they get Aiden Hutchinson, and then with their second or Trevon Walker again, or- he's going to be in the mix. I don't even uh, know what I'm going to put you on the spot. Where the what are the latest first overall odds? So, uh, I actually bet on Javon Walker at three to one to go first overall this morning. When did you place your first bet for the 2022 mock draft? How long ago? Uh, let's all look, let me look real quick. Got to dig through all these so Scotty good. Scheffler futures. <laughs> yeah, baby. Love Scotty. Um, let's see. My first draft bet was placed on. Uh, well, three February fifth, two thousand twenty-two. Oh, that's pretty soon. What was it? Malik Willis to be the first overall pick. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were gonna say first quarterback taken. That would have been a good bet. Um, I, right. I, bet, I bet that as well. Eight hundred. I was like plus one fifty. I got to be like uh, sixty-five to one to be the first overall pick. So I like that Trevon Walker is now three and a half to one, and Icky and like Evan Neal. I. Now is the time to bet the tackles if you... Yeah, exactly. If if you bet on... Like, we were talking about, you know, taking Hutchinson... or Like, I got Hutchinson at plus money. You want these guys at plus money. Like, you don't, you don't want to be betting Aiden Hutchinson now. You want to bet Icky and Neil now. Right. In case it swerves back. Because, as we always point out, these markets are very reactionary. Um, with the... Um, I, I think the Lions would be thrilled if that happened. They could take Aiden Hutchinson, local guy. Just sort of the mentality fits, you know, the, the type of player he is really fits like Dan Campbell's team, right? I mean, yeah. And then how do how do you think Lions fans will feel if they take Kenny Pickett 32nd overall? I don't know. I mean, 
He's not as good as Jared Goff. I'm just trying to squeeze him in somewhere. Like again, he feels the second round pick. <laughs> but like I told you, like some teams think he's a, a day two guy, and some teams think that he's the best of the the quarterback group, and that he'll go in the first round because of it. I, I just don't. He doesn't. He doesn't do it for me. Like I know Brady Quinn likes him, and I know that um, Pete likes him. I he just I, I don't like him as as a first as a top ten pick. So maybe the Lions fans are happy with it, and he still has a chance to improve. He's 24 years old, um, if that means anything to you. But he won't play next year unless Jared Goff goes sideways. And I think that the Lions are going to be a better football team. So I was just trying to trying to fit him somewhere at the bottom of the first round. I don't have the Steelers taking the quarterback. Um, don't have the Titans taking the quarterback, which we talked about. And there's not a lot of teams after pick 20. And I had the Saints taking one at pick 16. So even after pick 16 even there's not there's only one or two teams that perhaps would even be in the quarterback market so then you're talking about teams trading up to come back in and get a quarterback which could certainly happen but you know i got i i, I was i was trying to figure out i knew, I thought i was like i swear i have ryan's mock draft open in a, in a window somewhere but i had gone to your tweet where you sent it out and it yeah. fell so far deep into the mentions dragging you that i forgot to um uh, i forgot to actually click through and that. by the way this is why I, when you bring up uh, something that I don't know anything about, that's why I immediately make fun of you because I know how it's going to – like the Neil Francis thing because I know I know what the payback is going to be. Of course. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. and we come back, more teams using two first-round picks in which direction they go. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So looking at some of these other squads, the Texans also have two first-round picks, right? Yes. Yep. Three and 13. At three, I had him taking Evan Neal, even though Trevon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, Sauce Gardner, if you want to put him out there, are still on the board. And then at 13, I had him taking Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. Um, they could go edge rusher here if they wanted to. Um, but I think they need help at wide receiver. They need help at cornerback as well. You could draft a cornerback there if you know Derek Stingley, for some reason, is still available. Maybe you go with Trent McDuffie if, that, if, if you feel like he's worth the 13th pick, and I don't think he's far off of that. But uh, Davis Mills feels like he's going to be the guy. And if he's going to be the guy, might as well give him some wide receivers. I mean, I think the Texans are like, not to harken back to the Panthers, but what the Texans are doing is how you have to rebuild. They took a flyer on Davis Mills. They traded Watson because they, you know, they knew he, I mean, he, they had to trade him. They got a bunt, they got a great haul for him back. And they are now, they are willing to take L's to try and get a roster cobbled together that can actually win games instead of trying to win immediately with a bad roster. And that makes more sense. Like, there's no reason to take a quarterback at 13. 
you are probably going to be back in the top 10 again. There's no reason to take a quarterback at three. Load up your roster and then draft a quarterback when there are better quarterbacks available. Now, look, the, any of these guys, Willis, Pickett, Corral, could end up being a great NFL quarterback. We just Because you know, mm-hmm. evaluations are off all these times. But, I mean, I do think the Texans are doing it right. And I think any combination like, you know, well, they're doing it sort of, they're doing it sort of right. They fired David, David Cully for no reason. And then they hired Lovey Smith when they probably, as we've joked about before, probably thought, can we rehire David Cully? No one will notice. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I think the Texans are like dumb and Jackie should be probably going to screw it up. But it feels like Nick Casario from just a roster perspective is, is, taking the right approach and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in terms of having a clean sheet in the post to Sean Watson world. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. The, uh, jets we mentioned, you haven't, t- we, we didn't dive into them. We, you haven't taken Trevon Walker at four. So you look at the top 10 and you tell me who the jets should take with those picks at four and 10. So after the jets, the picks after the jets are Kayvon Thibodeau, Charles cross, sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Malik Willis. Uh, you can keep going. Stingley, Hamilton, Drake London, Jermaine Amigo. You got everyone at your disposal there. Yeah. I, were they mad about Trevon Walker? They wanted Kayvon Thibodeau. And they were I even mean, angry. Like six or a half dozen, man. Like, you know. And I think they were more upset about pick 10. Yeah. I think the Trevor Penning thing would, would probably upset uh, people more than anything else. Yeah, I get that. But what are the, what are the you know. Wide receiver. Can he play? Can he play? Um, right tackle. Yeah. Okay. He can play guard if you want him to. Here's the thing, and I said it earlier. I'll just repeat it. I don't love him at this point. I like him in the bottom first, early second. But I know that some teams do like him. Who's the and, next best offensive lineman? Linder, Linderbaum, but he's he's a center, right? He's a center. Um, Bernard Raymond, I like. Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Uh, teams like more than I do. I like him as a second round guy, but. You don't have you have you have two offensive linemen going in the first round after Trevor Penning. Yeah, and then Bernard Raymond goes thirty six. This goes back to the Jaguars too, man. Like that elite offensive lineman is not going to be there at thirty two. You have to trade up. You probably have to trade back up in the first round if you want, if you want a Tyler Smith type player. Um, Dan Falele, Bernard Raymond, you can take those guys to the bottom of the first round. They might be there at the top of the second, but. There's some questions. Daniel Falele weighs 387. Bernard Raymond's only been playing the position for two years, so there's not not a slam dunk. Zion Johnson's a great football player, but he plays guard or center. Is what he, what he will end up playing. He played left tackle at BC um, in the 2020 season, I think. So, yeah, there there are a lot of asterisks when you when you don't take the player at the first go round. Absolutely, that's going to make it interesting. Um, the Giants. Were Giants fans happy with you? Not a lot of pushback. Well, I was going to say that Giants fan wasn't happy with me. Um, Are they Jets fans or they Giants fans or they Jets fans? Oh, those are just random teenagers on. Have you you checked TikTok to see if there's anybody else? I think Debo said he checked. Was there anything this year, Debo? It's not as uh, volatile out there anymore. Um, Your TikTok streets are cleaned up? Not as volatile. How How do you check? I think you just go to TikTok. I obviously search, went to TikTok.com. Search hashtag. Search hashtag fire Ryan Wilson. Is that what you did, Debo? Or just, just Ryan Wilson in, in general, and that's how a lot of the stuff was discovered last year. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna search Ryan Wilson. Like mock draft Ryan Wilson, maybe that'll do it. Um handsome Ryan Wilson also will do it. Videos, let's see. I gotta log in. 
I think you just search. But while you do that, um, so the only, not even pushback, the, the one comment I got that wasn't, oh, I love this, is from Giants fans, is that they didn't like the idea of two defensive players, uh, pick five, pick seven. I had them taking Thibodeau and then Sauce Gardner. Um, perhaps an offensive tackle at seven made some sense, but I had them doing that at 36 with Bernard Raymond. Then I had them taking Dylan Parham. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to this guy. He, play, he plays at Memphis. He's a guard. And then I'm taking Alec Pierce, a wide receiver, in round three, who played with Des Ritter at Cincinnati. Um, he ran 4-4-1. And I had a 40-something inch vertical at the combine. So he really... I do have a TikTok account. You do have one? Yeah. Is it Will Brinson? Were you the first? Uh, I, I don't know what the username is, actually. Or if I even have any followers. That's not like you. Yeah, I don't... I don't TikTok's not really my jam. The, there's somebody on here who's um, has an account called It's Ryan Wilson. Is it me? No. But no. Uh, he, gets, he gets some pretty good views. So searching Ryan Wilson is not very helpful. Ryan Wilson mock draft. That makes more sense. <laughs> uh, um, that's so- actually a search. Oh, man. These newer oh, these are the same. Oh, those, those are old. I need new They're ones. old. Everything's uh, late with 2021. Dang, oh. they moved off of me. I'm no longer a, a thing. This is risky. Oh, okay, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> Just to play, it. <laughs> play it blind. <laughs> Brinson, shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad idea. So yeah. Let, let yeah, me ask you this. So the Chiefs have six picks in the first three rounds. What do you think of uh, the idea of taking two wide receivers in the first four picks if you're the Chiefs? I think it's I think it's an okay idea. I think it's more important for the Packers to get multiple wide receivers. They have two picks. I haven't taken two wide receivers in the first three picks. So how many? And then I haven't taken a tight end at the at the bottom of the second round, which my favorite tight end, Trey McBride, out of Colorado. State. So how many wide receivers do you have going? Oh, I can tell you because I actually sorted it out. Go ahead, ask in the first round. Oh, in the first round, I can count those up. Um, we have uh, Garrett Wilson going first, as my voice changes. Drake London, <laughs> Jameson Williams, and Traylon Burks. And then I have um, Jahan Dotson going to the Chiefs at the bottom of round one. So that's five, I believe. I think that Jahan Dotson is more a second-round pick. But if you're going to Kansas City, I think that's worth 10, 10 or so picks if you're a wide receiver going to Andy Reid and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes' offense. Have you considered doing a mock draft where you don't give the Packers a wide receiver just to see the response? No, I shouldn't have done that in this one. I shouldn't yeah. give them any wide receiver. That'll be next week. Um, next week's a seven-round mock draft, too, so no wide receivers for the Packers. Wait, you had the Chiefs going defensive line and wide receiver, not? Yeah, then in round two, I haven't taken another wide receiver. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I actually think they're better at wide receiver than people are giving them credit for. Like, Juju, MVS, and they're not. They're on, like, one-year deals, basically. And then you have Miko Hardman, who I'm not giving up on. Andy Reid drafted him. He's not giving up on him, but I mean, you lost a ton of production in Tyree Kill. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's a it's you are worse at wide receiver than you were a year ago. But I don't think they're as bad as people like. Project. Who's your number one? Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but I mean, you don't even have a number one wide receiver. I mean, the other guys are complimentary. They can be. Yeah, but that didn't work out well for Juju. Is my point. And Ben Roethlisberger, um, we can all agree, is better than Patrick Mahomes. Josh Dooley has floated in the chat something that we mention all the time. That 29 and 30 might get you to 10. Did we talk yeah. about Yeah. And in mock draft, I had him trained to 10 to get Garrett Wilson. That's right. I think that's an entirely viable possibility. 
But when you need defensive line help and you get someone like Devonta Wyatt, I think that's the trade-off. Do you want to miss out on that opportunity? Yeah, that's the other thing. That's like the Chiefs are like, I mean, again, this draft, 29 and 30 is a pretty sweet spot to have two picks. Like there's going to be quality guys sitting there, right? Yeah. And the other thing is about moving up there, you can move up there because you have six picks in the first three rounds, which is more than any other team, I believe. Right. So you can even sacrifice, quote unquote, the 30th pick, 29 and 30 to get to 10 to get Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is a is a number one. And I think that's a guy that comes in right away. I don't know how he's going to play as a rookie, but he feels like he's he's closer to to Justin Jefferson than, you know, JJ Arthega Whiteside, for example, in terms of first year production. The Atlanta Falcons at eight have them taken Garrett Wilson. And then they don't trade back up, but they just sit there. I think, right? They yeah, sit there at 43 and take Sam Howell, the quarterback out of North Carolina. Yeah, NFL teams are as high as on Sam, on Sam Howell as I am. I, I came around on him. Um like when, you tell, like when you when you when you talk to NFL teams and you're like, hey, I'm kind of like I think I might move Sam Howell up to my number two quarterback. What's the response? It's not crazy because all these quarterbacks are the same. Yeah. And I had had someone tell me last week, he goes, yeah, there you can watch Sam Howell play. That that offense is so weird. Um, yeah. So it's hard to, to figure that out. And you can watch Sam Howell and you see things from Sam Howell. Go, oh, he has a good arm. He could run. He moves well in the pocket. His footwork's crappy. It got better, I thought, last season prior uh, compared to the season before. And he also had to do a lot with a terrible offensive line and, and no wide receivers and or after losing two wide receivers, he had a good wide receiver in downs, and then losing those two running backs. So I think that teams understand that there are caveats when you talk about Sam Howell. But the issue with Kenny Pickett is the arm strength, and the issue with Desmond Ritter is the accuracy. And I don't think – I think most teams will readily agree that those are the concerns of those two players. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I you can you can tell me the quarterbacks are going – like literally, and you could tell me no quarterbacks in the first round, and I would believe it. I don't think that's going to happen. You could tell me five quarterbacks in the first round, I believe it too. That's just how yep. all over the place these these teams and these quarterbacks are. I wonder, like mock drafts. You were doing mock drafts in 2013. Maybe I was too. I need to go back and look. It definitely was. I wonder how many quarterbacks. Sort of Twitter was still a thing. It was actually probably a pretty big thing in 2013. Yeah, but like if you see a really popular tweet from 2013, it has like a thousand retweets, and now it's now yeah now one has like. Yeah. I just wonder, like, how many quarterbacks were going in these media mock drafts in in the month leading up to the 2013 draft when only one EJ Manuel ended up going in real life. Maybe that'll be something to do. Well, I found time. a 2013 mock draft from me. What day? What year, what a month? Excuse me. March 18th. Okay. How many got going? It's actually NFL free agency changes draft teams drafts. So I have the I'm going to guess scoring. you have three going. I bet. And Mike Glennon might be in there. Let's see. I had uh, Eric Fisher going first overall. Got that. Boom. One. <laughs> Deion Jordan going second to the uh, Jaguars. Oh, he found. Oh, Pete oh, Briscoe is 2013. So this is from. Ah, look at that. Gino Smith did, first overall. He did one in February. I had Gino to the Bills at eight. Oh, the Bills are the quarterback. Okay. Was, I, I get it. Like, was Gino getting number one buzz, though? That seems that seems rich. <laughs> no. And in that's, fact, I think. That seems rich. I mean. And he traded, they traded for Alex Smith. Maybe that was at, maybe this is before they traded for Alex Smith. Pete, look, Pete doesn't even have an intro. Look at look at his look at Pete's blurbs. Kansas City Chiefs, Geno Smith, quarterback, West Virginia, dash to M dash. They have to get one somewhere. Why not here? Because <laughs> it's first overall. It's going to cost you two hundred million dollars. Oh boy, he had Werner going three. 
Uh, Luke thing, Jokel. They will get Jason Peters back, but oh, this the, game is too good to pass Moore off. was a fourth-round pick. I know this was February, but this is rough, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's going to send you another nasty DM. Yeah, you better block him again. I had one quarterback going the first round. Oh, look at you. All right, so, so far, And Pete it was has... the Bills. Wow. <laughs> oh, you're going to get in trouble. Careful, you get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know who down. else I had going in the first round that um, didn't go in the first round? Who? Keenan Allen. Oh, so um, that was a good call. I didn't go twenty third. Pete college. had Debo Allen going twelfth. So there you go. You guys got that right. I think Pete only has one quarterback so far going in his twenty thirteen mock draft from February. So you guys, so yeah, everyone was on the same page. It seems. I need to see if I did. I do a crazy. Uh... Just one quarterback. Just one quarterback. There you go. Yeah, Jordan ended up going three in that draft. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, so was, uh, Dolphins. Yeah, Pete. Actually, the the rest of the first round isn't bad, but that first one is like the Jake Fromm level terrible. I had um, yeah, I did Princeton had twelve months before I had <laughs> yeah, a no Jake Fromm. Pete had two months. <laughs> you don't have to drag me for a post draft mock draft. I love it. Love it. Especially one that was like almost like completely accurate. <laughs> yeah, you nailed every other pick except for Jake Fromm first overall. That's right. Uh, here's one from April 2nd, 2013. Oh, here we go. I guarantee you more than one. You were talked into more than one at this point. Interestingly, no, EJ Manuel. You said you had um, Geno Smith too, right? In your other uh, I had Geno going to the Bills again. So no EJ Manuel. I wonder if EJ Manuel came out of I don't think I liked EJ Manuel. Like like as a as a prospect, just because. Yeah. All right, any other quarterbacks? I'm looking right now. Uh, nope. Interesting. Yeah, not bad. There you go. All right, so you know, media wisdom at the time. Do you was remember right. how awkward Geno Smith's fall was? Yeah, because he left. Remember, he left he was New York. In the green room, and, and he bounced. He went home on two, on on Saturday. Yeah, this was uh probably like the final one. It was uh April twenty second. Oh, there you go. Fisher won. Uh, Joko fell to five in this one instead of two, but I mean, like that's, but I mean that. Up top is all four, all five of all top, all five of those guys went in the first round. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then I had it a week before. I'm just like a week before who you have at three should go in the first round. Ryan Nassib, oh no, he fell for it. He fell uh-huh. for it. He fell for it. He I fell, fell for, it. for it. Oh no. Because all the picks to pick seven are all first rounders. So you got those right. I, I, look, my blurb is I can't believe I talked myself into this pick. It's not who I, who I would take there. And so I think the Bills ultimately take. And they're going to ignore the obvious economics of quarterbacks in this draft and get Doug Murray's guy. If you got a conviction, you got to go with it, I guess. So, Arcavius won the chance, did. Gino to the Jets. Oh, hey, hey. I had Gino to the Jets in that final mock. There you go. Fortunately, in the first round, which didn't happen. So, you got all first round picks except for Eric Reed. Yep. Cadero. Dayton, you went. You got that one right. Oh, Manti Teo. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's even worse. Hopkins. Look at I you! A lot of people, uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the first round. That's uh, so yeah. You you got talked into Ryan Nassib. Love yeah, it. That's on me. Like now, I, I want to go back and see what you read and who talked you into that. Like I um, there was a lot of Ryan Nassib to the Bills. I'm boss. trying to. I, I would like to. Doug Marone coached him at Syracuse. Yeah, but someone had to bring that nonsense up, and then it sort of it, it got you know. I think he ended up going the fourth round to the Giants. He might go in the fifth round to the Giants. Yeah. Yowzers. God, you're right. That was so. You fell for it. I fell for it. But ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> and the thing um, is, like, I'm not going to learn a lesson from that. I'm going to fall for a bunch of stuff this year, too. 
Uh, I think I think we know who did it. Who was the first one? Ah. Oh, let's see. I've, I've got the article here from Adam Schefter. ESPN, his insider blog. Let's see where he I don't think he does that anymore. It's all on the tweet machine. This has been, it appears the, the NASA chatter has been deleted. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> SB Nation wrote, Nassim's pictures from Steam is the favorite to land with the Buffalo Bills at number eight overall in the last week or so. If he slips past Buffalo, however, it's impossible to tell exactly where he will land. Some teams have Nassim as a fourth-round prospect on their draft boards, mm. according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Nassim's future is per- perhaps as uncertain as any players in the draft. Oh, well, Schefter was right, according to SB Nation. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know why that – I don't know how that transformed so him being a first-round pick. It's so hard to do that. It's so hard not to get God on some of this stuff. Yep. You guys, it's basically the, the Adarn Schefter version of NFL draft, the final week leading up to the actual draft. Oh, all right. Here's who it was. Chris Wessling wrote this article. Wow. R.P. West. NFL mm-hmm. Films analyst Craig Cosell raised a few eyebrows last month when he opined on NFL Network's patch of the draft that Syracuse's Ryan Nassib is the top quarterback in this draft class based on film study. Cosell isn't alone in his high regard for Nassib. Oh, wait. Cosell said that? Yeah. Interesting. The, okay. the National Football Post, Russ Landy, recently hired as college scouting director for the CFL's Montreal Alouettes, has NASA rated as the number one player, regardless of position, on his draft board. There you go. Okay. Now, again, 2013 was a rough draft for every position, not just quarterback. In, ta- uh, in talking to teams planning for the draft, SI.com's Peter King wrote Monday that he, quote, keeps hearing, end quote, about Nassib and Florida State's E.J. Manuel's late first-round prospect. There you go. There's the E.J. Manuel talk. Nassib in particular, and certainly more than Manuel, Kinks wrote. Oh. <laughs> One personnel man for a team not interested in drafting a quarterback told King, quote, no way if you want Nassib, you think there's a realistic chance he gets past 41 where the Bills and, and Doug Moran were picking in their second one. What a, what a smokescreen. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's something we, we never think to do. Go back and try to try to connect the dots. Oh, my God. Here it is, too. Cassell, speaking to the Bills team website, he's not a top arm talent. He doesn't have a gun. But I saw elements of a young Drew Brees. And when I say young Drew Brees, I mean with San Diego when he's sort of developing his career. I think Nassim has some of those same physical traits of his ball location, his anticipation. So, and here's the thing with Greg Cosell. He doesn't make things up. He and he's like a legit tape grinder. Like he's really good at his job. I think it just goes to show it's 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 easy to to miss on these guys. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Love it. And I got got mm. didn't have Nassim anywhere near a free. But again, so it sounds like Peter King was maybe one of the first media guys nationally to mention EJ Manuel, and then. None of the mock drafts we just looked at from CBS Sports, even leading up to the final few weeks, had EJ Manuel in the first round. I don't think you got oh. got on Nassib, and you had Geno Smith, and Pete had Geno Smith. I think. So Pete, I guess Pete refused to get got on Nassib. Is that what we're, that we're looking at? I don't know. He got got on Geno number one overall. I need to see. I want to see when this um, if this Peter King link still works because a lot of times. Like I'm curious what year ah, it's broken. I'm just curious what year the um or what what time of the what like what like when in the draft process this happened because King puts out a lot of good draft nuggets that are very useful. And it looks like Wes wrote this on April eighth. So this is late in the process. I mean that's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. All right. 
We've now talked about. That was a fun little stroll down memory lane. It was. Neil Francis for 10 minutes and uh, Ryan Nassib for 15. Anything else from your mock draft that you want to discuss? Um, I had Desmond Ritter going 90th overall, 9-0. 90th? Yeah, third round to the Titans. See the last quarterback taken to the Titans? Interesting. That's a real big drop for him, I think, relative to what people are It's a real big media drop. Teams think he's a second round or third rounder. Okay. Um, I haven't talked to a team that thinks he's a first rounder. I haven't talked to every team, obviously. Or is Ritter this year's NASA? No. Like, here's the thing, man. I, I I like Desmond Ritter a lot. And I said that at the Pete made fun of me at the combine because he said I just fell in love with every player I talked to, which is true. Sure. He's a good dude and he's a great team leader, but I can't get over the, the arm strength, the consistency, accuracy issues. Yeah. His arm is fine. Yeah. But the accuracy issues troubled me. And you want to make sure that he's not going to be Josh Allen in terms of sorting things out. And I don't, I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think he's going to be Josh Allen. It's asking a lot for people to suggest a Josh Allen type leap for any player. I mean, it is funny though. The other thing I always come back to this time of year is that people get so mad at you on Twitter if you disagree with everyone else on Twitter. Right. But if what's you the, don't, if you don't, if you don't produce a mock draft that is like the same as. But that, what's the point? Why we? Why do you need? Of course. Why do you want, yeah. That, so that's why you know, I was, well, I was looking back to like some of my like some of my, my mocks from 2013. And I did one where I, I uh, said um, it was March 24th. So I'll probably do something like this uh, for Tuesday's mock draft. But it's like, what if the Chiefs go defense up top? And it wasn't me saying that I thought the Chiefs might go defense up top. It was simply like, what is the trickle-down effect of that? Because it's not an unreasonable suggestion that they might take Deion Jordan first overall or Ziggy Ansah. Right. And, like, the result was, like, Eric Fisher falls to the Eagles at four. And, you know, then uh, Luke Jokel falls to the Cardinals at seven. So, so uh, Geno Smith. Oh, my God, I even wrote about Ryan Nassib in this one. Anyway, enough <laughs> Nassib talk. <laughs> I never thought you'd hear that name again. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, that'll do it, right? That's the Mock Draft Monday. That's that shit. is it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe, rate, and review. Make sure you go click on Ryan Wilson's Mock Draft and find it. You can find it on his Twitter account at uh, Ryan Wilson CBS. If you have a TikTok account and you create content, make fun of Ryan Wilson on TikTok. Yeah, don't let us know on Twitter so we can go find it. That's right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.